Hit a button, Morty. Give me a beat. Oh, this is a podcast. What's good, folks? I appreciate you for tuning in to another episode of This A Podcast. Um, first of all, if this is your first time listening, let me let you know like what this joint is about. Uh, this A Podcast is pretty much a podcast that delves into the habits, the thought processes, the mindset of just like some of um, the people that I fuck with that are just like super talented. So, um, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people have like ambitions to do things and a lot of people have like crazy ideas, but um, a lot of people don't know how to get started on their ideas. And I pretty much dive into just the mindset of like people that are really talented in my world to kind of see like what motivates them, what inspires them, like what gets them going and keeps them going. And that's what this podcast is. Um, Me, myself, I am a content creator and I also run a family business full time. So a lot of, uh, a lot of the things that we talk about is usually like business facing um, in the scope of like, you know what I'm saying? Business, but then also like personal uh, growth and development because like that's a that's a wave that I'm on myself I'm always just trying to be a better person so a lot of the things that I talk about with my guests are things in that world um, but our guests are pretty much in any in every industry that you can think of uh, so yeah that's what this podcast is I feel like I had to like just you know what I'm saying say that for people that are tuning in for the first time on this episode, I got my homegirl, Simone Johnson, on tap. She um, is super interesting. She's a marine biologist, and she actually hosts a show um, that teaches kids and educators about the environment, about, you know what I'm saying, the ocean and all things in that world. Um, my understanding of that is like, the same as the kids, for real. So she comes on here and teaches me a thing or two. Um, it's super interesting, though. We get into a whole lot of dope stuff. Um, yeah, just check it out. We already got into it, but look, I got Simone Johnson on tap today, and I'm super excited. Thank you for coming through. I really appreciate it. I'm really happy to be here. I'm glad to see you. Yeah, it's been, been a, a it's been a little minute. It's <laughs> a, little, a little minute. So, you know what I'm saying? You can really catch me up, but catch my audience up on who you are, what you do, what you've been up to. Just catch us up real quick. Yeah, so... I mean, I met Mac when I was in Hampton University. I was a uh, young child, <laughs> yeah. a young adult. We thought we were adults. Yeah, crazy. we thought we were grown. No, um, I was studying marine and environmental science back then, so I was already interested in the environment and trying to preserve it and conserve it. Um, I did a lot of research back when I was an undergrad, at least, on algae um, and how they can be used to make like biolipids, just as gasoline, basically, um, how we can use them for our sources of energy. Um, and then I started studying sharks, which led me to going to graduate school where I studied sharks the entire time. Um, I focused on sharks in Delaware Bay. So I would go out on a boat and tag sharks every day. Crazy. I used to see pictures of you doing that on IG and I was like, oh my God, like that shit just, it just looks crazy as hell. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that great of a swimmer, so I don't yeah. know what I was thinking to be Wait, going you can't swim? on the boat. I can swim, yeah. but I, I don't know if I would confident. trust myself <laughs> to be like, get off this boat yeah, right yeah. now and the shark is next to me. Like, I'm, I'm not sure, yeah. but I did it anyway because I really love it, yeah. you know? Um, but wait, so you said that you started learning about sharks in Hampton? Well, yeah, I did one of my first First inter- well, not my first. My uh, second internship was um, in 
off the Chesapeake Bay, um, and I studied I study blue crabs, but for part of the summer, I also study sharks. I looked at how or if magnetic fields can deter sharks from a hook because yeah. sharks are caught a lot by, as bycatch. So that means uh-huh. that people, sometimes people don't mean to catch them, but they're accidentally caught. That's yeah, bycatch. Yeah. Um, so they're accidentally caught by fishermen. And because sharks are such long-lived species, so they take a really long time to reach maturity. And when they do reach maturity, um, they don't have a lot of offspring. Like fish have like thousands and millions of eggs that they spruce out. Sharks are not the same. They maybe only have one or two pups um, and it doesn't happen very often. So you want to try to make sure that you protect them at all costs so that they can continue, you know, so they continue their species. But what happens is because they're caught as bycatch, um, they don't get their chance to live and yeah. maybe don't even get the chance to reproduce. Yeah. And so we see sharks numbers declining. And that's like in addition to people who actually do want to kill sharks yeah. and fend them yeah. and think it's fun to yeah. to catch sharks and sit on them. Which that's is that's always been like the whole concept <laughs> of like hunting and like fish. I mean, I get fishing and I get it. I get fishing and hunting in the sense of like, if that's how you use your, you get your food. But I feel like in 2018, there's oh, like, you know what I'm saying? Now it's like, it's like, it's not for, it's not for hunger. You know what I'm saying? It's for, it's for fun. It's for sport, which is to me, it's just like, this isn't even a sport. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like go grab a ball and play. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Like that's a sport. Heck yeah. <laughs> but they want to do it for show. Like yeah. how cool is it to pull up? Like that's how people think like, yeah. oh, it's so cool to pull up this big ass shark and look at take me a sitting picture, on it. And yep. then. And That's I can that. take a picture. That's it. Yeah. Not even thinking about how that hurts the animal, yeah. you know, because they think. And the ecosystem. Yeah, and the ecosystem. Yeah. And people think that sharks are this, like, super strong animal that can handle anything. Yeah. But they're not. They're, they're, they are very special and they need some sort of protection. They can't just, anything can't just be done. To I them. feel like, I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty naive in the subject, but I feel like I do see sharks as these like huge, strong things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you've interacted with all types of sharks. Like, are they like gentle species? Like how how would you describe yeah. <laughs> what a shark is like when you're handling one? Yeah. So I, it definitely depends on the species because yeah. some species are way more aggressive than others. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny because sharks can be tiny. Like some sharks are very small, like less than a foot. Right? Some sharks that are that live really deep, mm-hmm. they're not very big. Okay. Sharks that what do you think what's the biggest shark? Well, I mean, honestly I don't know. But I was actually gonna ask you, like, how would you classify a shark? Okay, because mm-hmm. like I'm because like me, mm-hmm. when I when I think shark, I think, you know, those big jaws looking yeah. like you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking like, like huge sharks or like, like a monster. Like a I'm monster. thinking like a monster. You know what I'm saying? So like when you say like there's some that are tiny, like how yeah. do you identify that as a shark? Like what what classifies oh, what a, shark a shark as a shark? Yeah. So uh, sharks are cartilaginous fish, so the same thing that's in like our ears and our nose—that's what they're made of. Their okay. body is made of that, not of bone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing that classifies them as a shark. So they have no bones. In they their don't body? have bones. Jesus Christ! Yes, they're all—they're cartilaginous. That's that's one of the most. Um, that's like kind of the most defining thing about a okay. shark. Okay. Um, and most sharks give live birth. Um, and then those other things that I talked about in the beginning, like being long lived and um, and taking a long time to mature and mm-hmm. not having many offspring, like those are the characteristics that would identify an animal as a shark. Mm-hmm. Their skin is also so 
the skin is not like a fish where yeah. it has scales. Yeah. It's more like sandpaper. Oh, so wow. it feels different. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the things that will let you know that yeah. it's a shark. But they, they're fish. That's yeah. They're tech, yeah. They're fish, though. So mm-hmm. um, I know I want to backtrack a little bit back yeah. to Hampton days. Yeah. Um, I know you said that. <clears throat> You said that you went there studying. What did you originally say that you were studying when you went there? Yeah, marine and environmental marine, science. Okay, so like, what is that something that's always been your like interest? Like, even since a kid, you've always been into marines and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I grew up in Baltimore, and Baltimore is right on the Chesapeake Bay. The Tapsco yeah. River flows through there, which flows into the bay. Um, and even though I grew up basically on the water, I had never been to a beach. I had no connection with the ocean, yeah. which is not uncommon for people who live in the city. A lot of times they feel like not, that's not where nature is. Yeah. You know, nature is this faraway place on this island or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I knew that I loved it. Mm-hmm. I knew that like when I would watch TV on PBS on the weekends and stuff, and I would see fish. And sharks and things. I'm like, well, this is crazy. Like, this is real cool. That was like your. That was your interest. Yeah, I want to do this. Word, word. Yeah. You knew that. Like, how early are we talking? Mm. When I was in elementary school, I definitely knew it. Elementary school because once I went to middle school, I had already decided I wanted to be a marine biologist. <laughs> yeah. Like, I already knew. That's wild. That's knew. wild. Everybody else like, I want to be a princess. <laughs> I want to be. A, I want to be an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be a marine biologist. That's wild. To and me. I didn't even know technically what a marine biologist was. Yeah, really, yeah. you know. But that's does what that I come from? To do. Does that okay? I'm I'm interested in knowing like. The people that you were around growing mm-hmm. up, like whether that be your friends, your family, like what were they into? Were they into like, like how did you end up being so into Marines? Like were people, you know what I'm saying? Because like mm-hmm. I think about when I'm, when I was growing up, I, maybe I was just heavily influenced by the people around me, but I was into like sports and yeah. like video games, just the things that literally all my other friends were into. So mm-hmm. like how, or I guess what were people around you interested in and how did you come up with Marine biology. They weren't interested in it. Nah. I mean, I don't see many kids being like into that. They weren't interested in it um, at all. And I probably have made them be more interested in it now. Yeah. But honestly, I think that I I like school. I was, I've always been a person that likes school and likes learning. Um, And I think that when I was in science classes early on, and we might have touched on a little bit of the topic, like might have touched on different kinds of fish in the ocean or dolphins, like get that charismatic species yeah, thing, you know yeah. they touch on that um and then on the weekends when i would watch things i'm like you know this is something that i can see myself doing i don't know if it's possible for me to do this mm-hmm. because there's no one on tv at least no one in these books i'm not taught about anyone who looks like me who does something like this mm-hmm. but i want to do it even if i have to be the first one obviously yeah. i'm not the first person to yeah. study it but i felt like that like yeah. i want to do it so i made I told my mom, like, listen, this is something that I want to do, something that I think is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, how can I do it? Yeah. I'm like, did it know? Like, yeah, like, no, that's real. I don't know. You know? <laughs> like, my you guess is just as good out. as yours. Like, that's wild. <laughs> but um, I was fortunate enough to go to private school for middle and high school. And I think that is where I really started to learn more about the field and they gave you more opportunities to learn more. So mm-hmm. there was like a marine biology course that you could take. Oh, word. Because it was more specialized since yeah. I went to a private school. Um, and that's where I started to like take off and decide, okay, like this is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to college to study this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know I would study sharks. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't really care 
what animal it was, what fish it was. I just knew that I wanted to learn more about the environment. Uh, one thing in particular that I remember is I was an intern, well, a volunteer, mm -hmm. I guess, at the National Aquarium when I was going into ninth grade. We had to get community service hours, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I volunteered there. And I just remember talking to people when they came to the aquarium and them not knowing so many things, like so many things about the animals there, um, about the Chesapeake Bay, which is like right in their own backyard. And I just remember feeling like, you know, someone like, this is kind of sad that people don't know something that that they live on. They are part yeah. of this. We're part of this ecosystem. We all are. And people don't even know about it. So how can you make sure that more people find out about this? So that's really, I felt like that was like my mission early yeah. on. Um, and I just worked around how I can do that, try to strengthen myself to make sure that I can educate as many people as I can. I that's guess. real. That's yeah. real. You mentioned about uh, wanting to teach as many people as you can. Yeah. And we were talking earlier before we um, got on the air about, you know what I'm saying, another project that you have going on with the, TV show that you're shooting mm. right now, or the, what? What would you call it? What would you call it? Um, it's an educational resource. It's an online, so it's an online presence. It's mm -hmm. technically not on TV, mm -hmm. but but it's a show of sorts. Yes, it's yeah. a show. Mm -hmm. It is. It's a show. So it is a collection of videos, educational videos that are centered on a different ocean topic each month. Every month, this new collection of videos is released um, on the full moon. Mm -hmm. So that's how it comes out every yeah. month. There's always a full moon. Um, it's released on the full moon. That's and cool it, how they tie yeah, it into an environmental, nice? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying, environmental occurrence. That's cool. Yeah. And, and, the, and the full moon is connected to the ocean. Mm -hmm. Like, that's why we do it that mm -hmm. way. Um, it's about the tides. In what way is the ocean connected to the moon? It's about the tides. Um, so as the tides change, mm -hmm. that's... It, with the cycle of the moon. Okay. It is. Okay. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. I, they had already had that established before yeah, I yeah. came in. I yeah. didn't come up with it, but it is clever. Uh, so I am the host of that show. It's mm -hmm. called Ocean Today, Every Ocean Full Today. Moon. Mm -hmm. And so um, I introduced the topics for each month. So we've talked about horseshoe crabs, mm -hmm. which uh, are these prehistoric creatures they are technically they're called crabs, but they're more closely related to spiders. Um, and they they like a hard hard shell. Like they <laughs> they look like something out from the dinosaur age, and they technically are. For real? Yeah, they have blue blood. People don't know this, but their blood uh, is used to test a lot of medicines. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there's lots of things like, mm -hmm. that that's so that's so important to us. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's like, real. That's really important. But because they're so important to us, of course. People have like overfished them because mm -hmm. we want to use them for what we want them for, yeah. and so a lot of their numbers are declining. It's that's like so it crazy. Every time. Yeah, that's so <laughs> that's so crazy. How like I don't know, man. Like the, the human race is like a, it's a kind race, but at the same time, it's like there's so many people just walking amongst this earth that are just like selfish as hell and don't think about like. Every, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're living in a society, dog. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got to think, like, you can't just be doing, I mean, I don't know. I'm going somewhere else with this, but it's like, it, it bothers me how, like, people just, like, are really out here just doing things based off of, like, what they, they want, want and not even, like, you know what I'm saying? What matters or, like, not even, like, <clears throat> thinking about the consequences of their actions. And then, you know what I'm saying? Taking responsibility for, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's crazy to me. No, you're but, right. um, with the show, though, like, yeah. um, 
who is it targeted towards? Right. So it's for informal and formal educators. Mm-hmm. So K through 12. Mm-hmm. So that's preschoolers all the way up to high school. Uh, and it's for the teachers to use it in their classroom, maybe to um, like supplement some lesson that they already have. Yeah. So if they're learning about... Uh, if they're learning about the deep sea, then they can show them the collection that we have on the deep sea creatures and bioluminescence, which is like fish that make their own light mm-hmm. because they live in the deep of the ocean, super dark. So they so, got to navigate themselves. Yeah. Like that's that's interesting. So they hell. create their own light. Yeah. It's, a, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. It's fascinating. So yeah, that's what it's for. And I think that it's getting a lot of traction from a lot of educators. Um, it's it's new, mm-hmm. um, but I think teachers are wanting to use videos For to sure. get their kids engaged. For it sure. helps kids put um, like just feel more close to whatever they're learning about. They mm-hmm. don't want to just read about it. You know, they no. can see it, Hell or it no. makes such a difference for yeah. them. So it's really good. Uh, and for me, I love it because. A lot of kids might not be able to see someone, a woman, Mm -hmm. especially in marine science. There are not a lot of women. Mm -hmm. um, And they might not be able to see a black woman for sure who is talking about these things. So for me, it's really important that I try to get the information out there. So I'm really grateful that they asked me to do it. Do you feel like it's like fulfilling something in you like at all? Oh, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Um, I feel like it helps me become a better science communicator Mm -hmm. because one thing I find is that it's hard to get people who don't have a background in science to understand why science is important or how each thing relates to them personally. So it helps me in that way. It helps me get straight to the point. There's no going around in circles and using a lot of jargon like all the technical terms we use. I just have to say exactly why it's important for you. Why should you know this? Why is it interesting? Um, and, I mean, it just helps me feel like I'm doing my part to, yeah. to, to be a steward of the earth, I guess. It's interesting you say about the, um, the communicating science because I feel like something that is – something that I notice about like across all kinds of different industries is that when you're in an industry or when you're in a, a profession, mm-hmm. you speak – in a way that like you and your cohorts like understand, but like you, like, you know what I'm saying? The the, the average Joe won't get what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So like something I've noticed is that like sometimes when I'm talking about like, you know what I'm saying? Film or anything like Mm -hmm. that. Like I'll just say things that like, to me, it sounds like, actual English right, right. and to someone else it's like Chinese or something yeah. you know what I'm saying so like and, and I'm, I'm sure with science too it's like even more like you gotta tread like really lightly as mm-hmm. far as like the vocabulary and stuff like that so that's a very interesting point yeah. but um would you say like there's any kind of like lessons you've learned as you've been doing mm-hmm. this how long you've been doing this for uh a little over a year word word that's a, that's yeah that's a nice little yeah that's a nice little time I would say that <laughs> I had no experience in in being on camera, being on a green screen, or none of that. Is that a weird feeling for you? Yes. (laughs) Um, It makes you learn how the tone in your voice, like how it really makes a difference. You hear every little fluctuation. When you're you're watching yourself back, you hear all kinds of different things. It's crazy. Or like how you might pause when you, like if you have a script and you're reading the script and how you might naturally pause, but... To someone who's watching that video, it could they're be like, like a six or eight what second. What are you doing? Like, is she good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's real. That's real. So it really helped me to realize, like, you got to think a little bit more before you before you speak, mm-hmm. but also like you want it to be natural because yeah, you want real. you want it to connect with people. You don't want people to think you're reading anything. You want yeah. them to feel like 
Like I'm talking to talking. you face to face. Yeah, straight That's up. exactly what it's supposed to feel straight like. Straight up. Do you mm-hmm. remember what the first episode was? Like yeah. the first shooting day was? How was that for you? Yeah, it, it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> because these people are like professionals. Yeah. Uh, they won an Emmy for their oh, for their show before. Um, and I was like, are y'all sure y'all really want me? Because I, I don't have any experience to be adding to this. Y'all right? not going to get one with me. Yeah. I um, I was terrified. Mm-hmm. But they were really supportive. Um, and when I saw it, you could tell that I was new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was so excited. Like I just, It's the bioluminescence episode, if mm-hmm. anyone wants to see it. It's the bioluminescence one. I was like smiling the whole time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now I... You can see how I have progressed over the years. For sure, for um, sure. I've definitely grown in the way that I that I behave in front of the camera. And um, so you said we could check it out, yeah. if, even if we're not educators, even if we're not teaching. Yes, classes, for everybody. Well, I'm about to say, so where, so where do we see it at? So it's on Noah, which is N O A A mm-hmm. Noah's um, Ocean Today. That's what the show is called, Ocean Today, every full moon. So you can just go, you can literally Google search Noah mm-hmm. Ocean Today, yeah. and every full moon is going to pop up, and there'll be like series, it'll say series, and you'll see a whole bunch of different ones, and yeah. I'm the host for each one. So each one is like an introductory video, and I do the introductory video for those different topics. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested on <clears throat> how you feel about, so... Obviously, like it's been, there's been talks in like amongst like governments, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, about like what our climate is going through right now, like what's real and what's fake, yeah. like you know what I'm saying, like what is it like for you, like watching the news and like seeing like what the conversation is about these days around like what you know what I'm saying you're so passionate about, right? Um, it's hard because you have to fight with the naysayers, yeah. Um, it's hard when you're a scientist and you can. You can't never like really prove anything, but you can show that there's evidence, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, of these trends that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. So scientists talk a lot about trends. We see trends that, you know, the climate is warming. Mm-hmm. We, we're not making it up. It mm-hmm. is. Uh, and it's evidenced in like how the seasons are different now. Yeah. Um, storms are more intense. Like that's that's because of climate change. Yeah. That's what comes with it. Um, so it's really hard to... To watch when there's arguments about if this is real or if it's fake. And with that, it's hard to figure out what do we do to prevent things from getting worse. Yeah. It, it's, um, you try to, I try to remain optimistic about yeah. it um, and do what I can to make sure I'm <clears throat> giving people like little tidbits that they can do mm-hmm. to make it better because it won't ever truly be better until yeah. like we as a whole do a better job. Yeah. Um, and we, we do. We really do need politicians to be on our side, unfortunately, because they're the ones who are going to stop us they're from the making gonna, the, the They're going to regulate stuff yeah. and like things like that. And um, to me, it's kind of interesting. It's interesting that kind of like you said, like the evidence is there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's not like people are making these things up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I mean, I've, I mean, something that you always learn, too, is that. Um, governments they have they have their levels. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you have your you have your like county governments, you got your state governments, you yeah. got your federal government. So like is there something that people can do like on each level that mm-hmm. could help? Or like is it like okay if the federal government's not with it, then there's not really much we can do. Like is there like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like what is the county of Baltimore if we can be like or the city of Baltimore if we can be specific? Mm-hmm. Like what are they doing about like what's going on? Because we have the bay right here. Yeah, that's a good question. So actually I feel 
really proud to give this answer because the city of Baltimore just passed a bill that bans styrofoam from owners and businesses putting in their their cups, mm-hmm. their packaging for people to um, take away food or whatever. Yeah. They're not going to use styrofoam anymore. It's Word. an 18-month phase out, so they have a little while. It's um, take some time. But it really helps because styrofoam is terrible for the environment. Um, How so? Oh my god! Probably a stupid question, but no, I, I don't know. No, it's not a stupid question. Um, it never breaks down. So like, plastic is something that is pretty bad too. Mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but styrofoam is worse. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of in styrofoam and plastic actually. There's a lot of um, like components in it that can lead to cancer in word, us. Um, word. that people don't even think about, you know. But in styrofoam specifically, it just doesn't break down, and so because it just sits on Earth in the ocean forever, it gets consumed by fish, right? Mm-hmm. And then what if you eat that fish? Mm-hmm. Then that's inside of you. Mm-hmm. So now. It, it has its health impacts, yeah. too. It's not just about, like, hurting an animal and maybe that animal dies. It's more, I mean, that matters. Com- yeah. That definitely matters. Mm-hmm. But it's also about humans and mm-hmm. how it can hurt us. Yeah. Um, so they have put a, a ban on styrofoam, which I think is great. It was all youth-led. Mm-hmm. Um, youth went out and lobbied. Oh, and Yeah. They protested and lobbied and wrote... Um, and wrote letters to their wow. to their officials. Yeah, which I think is amazing. I think Hell that's yeah. a really easy thing for people to do. Even as we're talking now, that uh, D, that march in DC is right. happening right now for like the with the gun control yeah. thing. That's crazy. By young people. Yeah, yeah. These young people don't be playing. <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> that's real. They're ready. They're ready to make change. And and that's what it takes. You know, you have to be willing to go out of your comfort zone and say like, "This is what I'm going to do." I don't know. I, I hear what you're saying. Like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I think that. We can. We don't need to have gun control laws, or anyone should be able to buy guns, or whatever the case might be. But like you were saying, what can you do at different levels to mm-hmm. make sure that you make a change? Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. And the same thing can be done for styrofoam, for plastic bags. Like, I mean, I think that Maryland, at least over here, um, that's not the same Baltimore City. You mm-hmm. can get plastic bags in the stores. They don't Free even. Yeah, shit. they just give them to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but here, you know, you they don't do that. Yeah, don't you got to pay like five cents for a bag. Yeah, and I know I hear a lot of people complain about that, but it is good yeah. because at least it forces you to think like, think do I really what, need yeah. this bag? Yeah, you know. Um, that's real. That's I was gonna say point. though, like, so what are some? I mean, you're saying they're not giving styrofoam to people taking their shit to go anymore. So what is the alternative, like? How are we gonna take our stuff to go? Paper, like, paper. You got like paper. Is paper a better um, yeah thing for like con- like container? I guess. Mm-hmm. So like like Panera. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just saying that because we have Panera on the yeah. table, but they Shout have a paper Panera. container, <laughs> yeah. right? They got a paper container. They got paper bags. You know, they're not yeah. giving you plastic bags. Um, they can use. So there's a lot of like plant based materials that people are using nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, recycled material that they have used. So like when people recycle paper or some other kind of material, they use that to create a new container. Yeah. Um, I see all kinds of stuff. I mean, people can be really it's out creative. There. There's, job, you know? yeah, there's options. There are options. Yeah. Um, they the thing is, styrofoam so cheap. That's why it's hard for people to get away from it. Because yeah. think about it, if you're a small business owner, you know, you got a little restaurant, mm-hmm. but you want to make sure that you can feed as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. It for your buck, you know, yeah. you're gonna get styrofoam because it's cheap. Yeah. Um, that's like when you go to the store to get paper plates. People get the styrofoam plates because yeah. they're cheaper. Yeah. You get more yeah. instead of the paper ones. Yeah. But, um. They're it's just, just not terrible. good. It's terrible for the environment. They're That's just crazy. not good. Yeah. Or for you. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. You mentioned that. Um, so you were talking about a few like 
simple changes that mm-hmm. people can make? What are some other things that are like more that are also as practical as just making, yeah. you know, what I'm saying the switch from styrofoam to paper? Like, what are some things that like I might not be thinking about mm-hmm. that is like really affecting the environment that I could just simply change? Right. Um, one thing that I do is I try to not take a straw when I go somewhere. I know it seems um, kind of, it's like you don't even think about it. Yeah. And it seems like kind of pointless. Like, why do I not need to have this one, a straw? It's just one little, yeah. one little one, thing. One little it's, cylinder. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why is it such a yeah. big deal? But um, everybody uses a straw. So yeah. it's a big deal because everyone uses it. Um, If you just say like, no, no, thank you. Like I, I wouldn't like a straw today. Mm-hmm. Then of course they're gonna look at you silly because people don't normally say it. Mm-hmm. But as it becomes more of a norm for people to not want straws anymore, which is there is more of a there's a campaign about like stop sucking. That's what it's called. Um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> That's laughing. the campaign. Stop it is. <laughs> That's good though. Stop sucking. Stop sucking. Stop sucking. And, uh, <laughs> And That's funny though. Yeah, yeah so man. they're not, they're not, <laughs> people don't want straws anymore. Yeah. Um, and I've even heard that a couple um, like liquor companies aren't going to have, or are banning technically, straws and the little stirs in, the little, in yeah, their, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. in their drinks at the parties that they have. So people are doing it on like a small scale. I see Diet Coke in their commercials when they, um, something that I noticed, I don't know if other people have noticed mm-hmm. it, but I see in their commercials that they have metal straws in their cups. Okay. Um, and they don't have plastic ones. That's a really like small change, and probably no one else has picked it up but me. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, "Look at look that! Look at Coca-Cola! <laughs> look at I might need to support you." <laughs> but um, wait, so what's the issue with straws, though? Like, what do they yeah. do? Um, it's really sad. This is one of the most like popular answers to why straws are really bad. Mm-hmm. But um, they can get stuck up turtles' noses, oh, yeah. and it's it's terrible. It is. It's yeah. terrible. Um. And turtles are one of those like charismatic species. People love seeing sea turtles, right? Mm-hmm. They think they're so cute. They think they're amazing. But if those straws are stuck up their nose and they can't get it out, like how are they gonna be able to breathe? What yeah. are they gonna do? Because they they do. They have to come up for air. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help them, you know. Um, and just plastic in general, it takes forever to break down. Um, animals consume it. They eat it. They don't know that it's yeah. not their food. Yeah. They're not like us. Um, so they don't know. They can't tell the difference. They eat it. And then all that stuff gets stuck inside them. They can't get out. Mm-hmm. And so they end up dying. Um, so I would think that one thing people can do is maybe pass on the straw, stop sucking. You know, yeah. it's going to take a while. Wait. So pretty much <laughs> everything that we use ends it's, up in the ocean. Yes. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, so either it stays like in a landfill, but yeah. think about how much like not only when you litter, but say when you like put your trash out like out of your trash can, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and trash overflows. You see trash on the streets like in the yeah, city yeah, yeah. trash cans or yeah. whatever and they overflow and you don't pick it up, right? Somebody doesn't pick it up. But what happens is that ends up going into the storm drain. Mm-hmm. That drain that's on the street, that's a storm drain. Mm-hmm. And that goes into our water. Mm-hmm. So everything goes into the water. And, fucking crazy. And it doesn't come out because yeah. who's taking it out? No one's it taking out, anything you know? out of the water. You only put shit in. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't come out. Yeah. So that's why you see animals like caught in uh, those 
you know, when you get like a six pack in mm-hmm. those rings. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You so do that's one like thing. That. Yeah. yeah, they get caught in those. Um, that's why people say to cut them. Mm-hmm. If you cut those rings, animals yeah, won't get caught. Get yeah. Exactly. They won't suffocate and choke. Um, yeah. So that's another thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. If you're buying six packs of beers or sodas or whatever, try to cut those rings, that those plastic rings that they have. Um, I normally, when I go grocery shopping or even... Even now, I've gotten to the point where I go regular shopping, like even for clothes, mm-hmm. I take those, those reusable bags they have, mm-hmm. you know, they got them in grocery stores now, they sell them, like in a lot of places, and they, they basically give those bags out nowadays yeah. um, at places. Yeah. I just try to take those bags with me. It was hard to remember them at first, but I just have like one in my purse, and I got one in my car, and so one in my backpack, so I always have one with <laughs> yeah. me. So when I go all those places, I don't need to take plastic, you know? And and just me doing that probably doesn't seem like it's a difference. But it, what if I do that and you do that and yeah. everyone who listens does that? Like, that makes a difference, you, you know? You know, it's interesting. I feel like that's kind of, I think that's kind of what the problem is. Or not, it's not a problem. It's just the situation. It's mm-hmm. like, I feel like a lot of people don't feel like what I do matters. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like kind of like I said earlier, like, yeah, we're all living in a big ass society, but it is a big ass society. There's billions of people. So mm-hmm. like, I, I'm sure like I have those thoughts too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I leave this light on. It's not going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? Like, you right. know what I'm saying? And I know that I, I try to like get myself out of that thinking, but like, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, how, like, how do you tell people like, yo, like what you do does matter? Like, how, do you have a, a method or anything like that? I don't have a method. Um, I don't have a method, but one thing I think is interesting is if you can track, maybe like keep a little journal, or even just take notes sometimes of the things you do that might be wasting energy mm-hmm. or wasting plastic or whatever. Like think about how many times you use plastic in a day, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get utensils when you go to out to eat. So they're giving you utensils, they're giving you a straw, they're giving you a cup, they're giving you a bag, right? So just in one 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 setting, right? One time of the day, you've already used at least like five pieces of plastic, yeah, right? Yeah. Um and multiply that times like every day you're going out <laughs> yeah. to eat. Like just think about that alone. Yeah. That's a big number. Yeah. Like that's a lot that you're using yeah. on your own. Yeah. And that's only looking at plastic. That's not looking at any other thing, you know? Um and looking at how long you keep your lights on, mm-hmm. and looking at how long we spend in the shower. Mm-hmm. That is unreal. How does, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, because, like, I, I need my showers. I, I, <laughs> listen, like, my, yo, when my sister was living here, she, she used to say, like, dog, like, you take, like, I used to take, like, 45 uh, minutes to an hour showers. What, what am I, what is, what's wrong with that? Well, tell me just, what the problem with that is. It's wasting water. Wasting so, water. like, water is really precious, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and we don't want to keep wasting it mm-hmm. because at some point, it's not going to be able to be recycled all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it ends up costing you more money. Too, well, yeah. You know? To me, it's like I'll pay for it because, <laughs> like, dog, I'm telling you, it. I do. I, I do my head, my deep thinking in the shower. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I swear to God, like that's my like. You know how people like take naps, multiple yeah. naps a day. Sometimes I take like two showers a day. I'm not taking two hour long showers a day because you know what I'm saying. Sometimes it's a waste of time and water. Right. But um. But not, <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying. I'll, I I'd be like, dog. I don't pay. I don't. I mean, I don't mind paying the extra. Like you know what I'm saying for yeah. like a if it's on a and it's not every day. It's like you know what I'm saying. Like maybe three times a week when. Like you know, you you have like those days <laughs> no, where it's like you. oh, I need to just like relax. That's my way of relaxing. You I know what I'm saying? You. But I, I I mean, I've never really looked at it as like 
a wasting water type thing that can't be recycled. I looked at it more of like a wasting water that I'm paying for and I don't mind paying that. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't mind paying the extra. Like straight up. Like, you know, like everybody has their little guilty pleasure. Yeah, that's no, mine. That's no, mine. Like that's straight what's up. up. I'm happy you were honest about that. <laughs> <laughs> Try to and it's not that all these changes need to be done overnight. Yeah. And they're not going to. They're not you going know? to. Because we're all like creatures of habit. Exactly. We're in our ways for real. Exactly. So. so it took me a long time to get to a point where I wasn't using plastic bags anymore in the store, you mm-hmm. know? Um, or to remember to turn off the water when you're brushing your teeth, when you're not using your, yeah, like, yeah. you don't have your toothbrush. Yeah, that's something water. that I, I try to remember too. Yeah, that's yeah. something easy to forget, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's also an easy enough task that like does it hurt me to turn yeah, this yeah, water yeah. off while I'm not doing it? Yeah. No. And I think fun. that's how the majority of the people think. It's like mm-hmm. like I said, man, I think a lot of people think more of along the lines of like, well, it's just no one cares what I'm doing. Yeah. And so that's a um interesting take. But um <clears throat> I kinda wanna shift shift gears a little bit. Because okay. I like to I like to um get into what people do like to build themselves up personally. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um so yeah, I just kind of wanted to ask you, like, are there things that you're working on within yourself that, like, um, you've just kind of been focusing on over the like maybe last like year or two mm. years or you know what I'm saying? Does that does that question make sense? Things to make me. I guess like how have you, how has Simone been developing as a person over the last like two three years? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Um. So as far as professionally, I think that I have been trying to be more involved um, in areas of my field that I wasn't involved in before. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really into or wasn't exposed to, I guess, um, environmental and social justice. Okay. But now that's a big deal to me. I go to a lot more meetings about environmental justice and why like gentrification, what that and what that does to the communities. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times when they do gentrification, it's to make like green space. Yeah. Um, which seems good. It seems like it makes a lot of sense. And it is good. Okay. It, we do need green space. But it also um, encourages displacement and that people can't get back to where they were because the price has gone up with that green space being introduced. So people can't Describe afford to live there. Describe what green space is. I'm an idiot. So, no, no, no. <laughs> green space is like, like a park. Right? Oh, okay. Like okay, a park. Okay. okay so, like open, open areas. Yeah. Okay. A green, so there's concrete in mm-hmm. a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And concrete means that... Uh, Everything that flows onto it from the rain. So every when it rains and there's like trash or chemicals or anything that's on that concrete that flows into the uh, sewer into the stuff. right into the the storm drain. And so to prevent those kinds of things from happening, to help to clean up the water, um, a lot of like cities and a lot of places in general are like putting more green space in okay. because that the. The soil, the grass oh, it absorbs, absorbs all that. it word, exactly. Word, word. So that's what the, that's what the point of green space okay. is. So it does a really good job. Um, but, <laughs> but I knew a butt was coming. <laughs> it is terrible because it um it dries up the cost of living in areas. Mm-hmm. So you throw a park in a place, and it's really good to have that park there because maybe it provides you no know, space for the community to meet and for kids to play and and all of those things. But also it um. It drives out the cost of people who were living there before maybe can't afford to live there anymore. Yeah. Um, and I never thought about it in that way. I see parks being put up in Baltimore all over. And I'm like, oh, that's really great. Yeah. And then I look around and the people who were living there before don't live there anymore. Yeah. They're We are getting pushed out and other people are getting brought in. Um, 
when we really are the ones who need, we, we need the green space. Um, yeah. There's lots of studies that show that people of color and kids of color uh need to have green space and they don't have it and how that like leads to more depression and more health impacts and all kinds of things it it's it's unreal um so that's what i've been doing to become better because i want to make sure that when i'm talking to people and i'm trying to get them to understand why the environment is important i can meet them where they are so you might not care you really might not care about trees um you might not think that you putting litter on the ground makes a difference but do you care about like how a lot of people in your family have asthma? Because that's connected to a lot of things that happen in the environmental field. That's connected to like um, incinerators and things that they put up in cities. And normally it's in places where low income people live. So we're gonna have, we're the ones who are gonna have to deal with the effects of it. Or um, when when it's summer and it's really hot because of climate change, right? It's, it gets really, really hot. And people who live in low-income communities, they maybe don't have um, the right insulation or they maybe don't have air conditioning yeah. or an, and older people. So those are the people who are going to be disproportionately affected. And that's what is really true about it. So yeah. it's my goal to make sure that I can meet people where they are to say, you know, you might not think that this matters to you, but it does because look at the history of what's been going on in our community. And that's how this is linked to climate and linked to the environment. So let's figure out what we can do together mm-hmm. to make sure that we aren't um, like recreating or starting those cycles over and over again. Like how can we still have green space, but also like let it be healthy for us and we can still afford to live there and and we can just be better all together. Yeah. And when you say, so like <clears throat> when you say, um, like environmental justice. Is mm-hmm. it like literally justice? Yeah. Is like finding out who should be held responsible for certain things? Like how, how does that work? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like environmental police type shit or like? No, it's just um, my people in the field um, or not even necessarily in the field. We can be like doctors. Um, it can be scientists, um, politicians, whoever, honestly, mm. people who work in these federal agencies, state agencies. If you notice that that things in your community um, are disproportionately affecting people of color or low-income people mm-hmm. it's norm- and it's somehow linked to the environment yeah. it's normally that's that's an environmental justice issue okay. um, or like all like the things I mentioned about parks um, the thing about incinerators oh, there's so many things yeah. um, and it's just it's almost it's almost daunting to think how many projects have been put in place that are linked to the environment that you don't quite notice. Mm-hmm. Or like um, when there's dumping sites near a school, like that's pollution. Yeah. That gets into, those kids are breathing that every day. Like that's an environmental justice issue, Yeah. you know? So um, just thinking about how all of those things affect people yeah. and and why there aren't more strict rules and regulations in place to protect the people who live in those areas. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I'm interested in knowing because like this is like everything that you're saying is like really like in-depth, intricate stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Where do you go like Mm -hmm. to get like your resources and like when you like want to learn and like stuff like that, like where do you go for information? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And like I'm talking more like these days, like after, since you're like out of school mm-hmm. and like you're in your profession. So like what like people or like resources are you like really learning from? Right. 
I go to conferences, mm-hmm. workshops. I like I honestly sit on Eventbrite and yeah. look up yes, and look up environmental justice workshops. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's lit. Cause I, I what's funny is like I used to do stuff I used to do that. I didn't always attend, but I I mean I attended some, but like when I was really trying to like learn about business mm-hmm. and like making money and stuff like that, I used yeah. to go to I used to go to like look for conferences like in DC and shit like mm-hmm. that. That's really interesting. Though. I look up that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um I applied to or I signed up to be in a lot of listservs. Um they have so like this one group, um, Children in Nature Network. Mm-hmm. I signed up for theirs, like monthly digest is what they call it. But they send out so many articles on um children specifically in nature and like how we can get them more connected to nature and and um how or why they might not be connected through their school or through their community. Um and they're where they sent me like they did a special that was on low income mm-hmm. and people um, of color. And I was like amazed, like, wow, there's so many people out there doing research on this. And all this time when I've been studying the environment, this was never anything that anyone yeah. ever talked about to yeah. me, you know? Like, I literally just came across it. I think it's because I work in Baltimore and uh, I'm from there and mm-hmm. I see now, I see the things that are happening. Um, and I want to figure out how. I can make a change. So I just think that I'm more aware now than I was yeah. back in the day. Um, and also environmental justice has become more of a hot topic, I guess, yeah. in the field too. So listservs, um, I, there's like certain people in particular who I look to for yeah. things like that. Um, Anybody you can name? Um, so I, man, there's a couple of people. Um, so Curtis Bennett, he works at the aquarium, mm-hmm. but he leads like, and, and his team, Andrea um, as well, they lead like a community conservation group, mm-hmm. um, a community engagement group. So they go out into different communities in Baltimore and try to get them um, to work with them, like for the community to be the lead, okay? Which is really important. Um, For the community to be the lead to say like what they think they need Mm -hmm. um, and support us. So they want to have, you know, like a garden or if they want, you know, they need a cleanup or whatever the case might be. They lead those things and we, well, we meaning the aquarium, um, but that team supports them and what they need and helps them to get their resources. Gosh, um, Bernice, um, a couple of people from this meeting I just went to. There's a meeting that's coming up. Everybody listen to this. is a good <laughs> meeting. It's in D.C. too. Um, there's a meeting that's coming up in April. It's called the National Environmental uh, the National Environmental Justice Conference. It's in D.C. And I'm pretty sure, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure that if you're a student or a community member or organization, you can register for free. Mm-hmm. And it's three days. And I mean, like, this thing is packed, like, packed with so much information and people who are, like, pioneers yeah. in environmental justice. Um, and you can learn, you can go there to get grant writing skills. So that's yeah. another thing I do. Like you said grant to, writing skills? Yeah. That's something I need to learn. How yeah. To uh-huh. And it, it, they have like a, um, a three or four hour workshop on it. And it's yeah. free. And it, it's hard to get a good workshop like that for yeah. free, you know? Yeah. Um, so check that out, I would say. But that's mostly yeah. what I do. And try to talk to people um, in the field who I might not think are doing the same thing that I'm doing. Because mm-hmm. I work with kids, but not everybody works with kids. Mm-hmm. But we still see a lot of the same things. Yeah. So I try to get like, whoa, well, what are you doing in D.C. that's a little bit different from what I'm doing? And how can we collaborate? How can we bring ideas together? Because yeah. a lot of the things we see are the same, yeah. you know? But different perspectives mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, that's important. Um, yeah, so you briefly mentioned that you work with kids. You do, yeah. um, <clears throat> you work 
for the aquarium Mm -hmm. and you have a program through there that does what exactly? Yeah. So um, this is when I have to become a science communicator. (laughs) Speaking of layman's terms. Yeah. Because there's so many like acronyms and stuff. It's crazy. I work for the VVOC. Right. right. (laughs) Exactly. So, yes, I coordinate a program that brings... Um, once it's in full implementation, it will bring every middle school student in Baltimore City to the, a National Aquarium waterfront to um, do a meaningful watershed education experience, which just means that they're going to collect water quality um, samples from the inner harbor. So they're going to get that water mm-hmm. that you see as mm-hmm. a harbor um, and pull it up and they're going to test it to find out the temperature of the water, how much oxygen is in the water, the pH, the salinity, which is how much salt is in it. Um, and they're going to look at the color of it. And they're doing this so that they can make an hypothesis about what lives in the harbor. So the harbor is a part of the Chesapeake Bay. There should be lots of species that live there, right? And a lot of people don't think anything lives in that water. Um, so the kids come up with kind of like this little checklist where they match the temperature that they recorded for the day of that water with the temperature of a species that might live there. So for example, um, they have like mud crabs is on the list. And if a mud crab needs to live, and this is, I'm completely making this up, but mm-hmm. if a mud crab needs water that's, you know, 27 degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. but our water is 15 degrees Celsius, you know, would that mud crab be able to survive? Probably not. So the kids will put like an X on their list and they do this for 15 different species. And at the end of their time doing that, they should have a good idea about what will be living in this water, right? Like you are collecting all of those different parameters, the salinity, the temperature, all of that. You can come up with an idea of what could live there. And so we test it by pulling up these habitat cages that we have um kind of suspended off the side of the pier. Mm -hmm. And um, we open the cages up and they have oyster shells in them. The shells, this is kind of cool. So oyster shells um, like promote the inhabits uh, or they promote the growth of other oysters and other animals that need like a hard substrate to land on. So like barnacles, for example, um, or mussels, they need something hard to attach to. Mm-hmm. And the oyster shell provides that. Okay. So that's why we have oyster shells in the cage. So they kind of facilitate life in a sense. Yes, they do. <laughs> They're perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Um, even shows that like don't have an oyster in them, like literally just the shell, they yeah. still do that. Yeah. Um, so we have those inside the cages and the kids pull them up and they identify the species. Like they have a card with them that has a picture of the species and they say, you know, like, I think that this is a mud crab and I think that this is a mummy chog, which is a kind of fish, um, whatever. And they get to touch them. They put them in a little aquarium that we have yeah. outside. Uh, so it's really hands-on. They do all of it. Um, and it's, the goal is to make sure that they have some connection with their local watershed. They know that they know that maybe if um, if there's a lot of fertilizer on the street or fertilizer from I mean fertilizer on grass or in gardens or whatever that flows into the water and that increases the nitrogen, which could like cause an algae bloom, an algae bloom or something like that. And with an algae bloom, then we can get 
something called like a dead zone, which is basically like there's no oxygen in the water yeah. anymore. So that causes fish kills. So we need them to understand like what you do at school or at home affects this affects water. It, yeah. Right. And we, what we get from this water and not just that like animals live here, which is amazing and fantastic to know that they live here, but also like... People like to eat oysters. Mm-hmm. People like to eat mussels. People love to eat crabs. And where do they come from? They yeah. come from here, you know? All that so, shit's going to be in your in system you. when you eat it. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. Wild. So that's what we're trying to get the kids to learn about. And so we normally have them go back to their school and do an action project. So they can do like a tree planting when they get to their school. Um, they can do some civic action. Like we talked about earlier, it's like writing letters. Um to their like politicians, their legislators or whatever, asking them for support or like saying that they want some changes to be made. And, yeah. and I leave it up to the kids. Like they are the ones that can can decide like what they want to see change. You know? How how old are these kids that we're talking about? They're sixth graders. Oh word. Yeah, so sixth graders. That's an interesting young age. kids. Yeah. But yeah. they know. Yeah, and you said all kids in the school have to come through that program. Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> so they each, at least have to experience it, whether they're, like, into that thing or not. Like yeah. Everyone, yeah <laughs> you mean, but you don't... But the thing is, they're, like, you don't know what you're into until you experience it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, oh, like, that's, that's so what's true. interesting to me. That's so true. So, we... uh Right now, we are finishing up with our 10 schools for this year. Next year, 2018, 2019, we'll have 35 schools. Yeah. That's about half of all the middle schools in Baltimore City, not counting charter schools. Um, and then the next year, we'll add on the extra 35, which will take us to about about 70, mm-hmm. about 70 middle schools in Baltimore City. So that'll be every that'll be every school and every year the sixth grade has to come. So it repeats every year. Yeah. We just get a new class. Yeah. Every year they come through. Um and you're right, they don't have a choice. They they come, but you don't know if you're interested or not. Maybe yeah. you're not interested because you never knew that yeah. this even existed. That's real. Or that it mattered, you know? Which is again back to what I said was like my mission in the beginning to mm-hmm. make sure that people feel connected even when they might not think that it matters at all to them. Um and did, I, yeah. Um, did you have something like this when you were in school? No. No. <laughs> no. I That's didn't. real. Yeah. And you still found the love for it anyway. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. But, you know, I, I honestly think that it was because I was able to go to private school. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of my like my cousins who were the same age as me mm-hmm. when they were going to public school. They weren't learning the same things. They didn't have that same interest. Um, and even when I first started talking to them about it, they're like, girl. We ain't worried about that. Like, leave me alone. They want to watch Sister, Sister and shit. Why are you talking about this? Like, they were not trying to make up what I'm saying. That's Um, real. That's real. At all. But, you know, but that's the thing. You know, sometimes people who are more fortunate get more opportunities, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and to to see different things Mm -hmm. and to do different things. Like, I know a lot of kids from my middle school when I went to private school, my middle and high school, who had been camping already. Yeah. They had been scuba diving and that's snorkeling real. and all yeah. that stuff. I hadn't done any yeah. of that. That's real. None of it. And it's not because like I couldn't do it. I just didn't. You weren't exposed I to it. I wasn't like, exposed to it. Your family wasn't doing that type of stuff. Exactly. So you weren't doing that type of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And so like I want to make sure that for me, I want to make sure that kids where I'm from and black and brown kids all over, they know that you can you can do this. At if you want to study sharks, to it. Yeah, yeah, you can study a shark too. Yeah. If you want to, whatever you want to do, it can be done. Yeah. Um, and I just, that's all I'm about. Really. That's real. No, that's real. I, I, yo, I'm actually, it's so funny that you put it that way because I'm such a big believer in like, if you can like, 
articulate what mm-hmm. you want for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's much simpler to like get that thing. Yeah. A lot of people kind of just go through life like not really want, knowing what they want. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, They kind of like see what that person has and they're like, oh, I want that. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like if you can... And it takes some like soul searching or just like asking yourself, like, what what are you really interested in? You got to, you know what I'm saying, expose yourself to different things. Right. All types of things like that. But like the point I'm trying to make is that if you can find it, it's so attainable to like yeah. go and get it. Or if you can if you can figure out what it is, it's mm-hmm. so easy to like go and get it. I mean, it's not easy, but yeah, like yeah, this, yeah. it's simple. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? You know what steps you need to take. You know what I'm saying? You know where you're going. Right. And that just kind of makes it, um, quote unquote, easy. But... To me, the whole dynamic of teaching kids is super interesting. You know what I'm saying? And you're you just touched on like how many kids you're coming in contact with. Yeah. What is that like for you, like interacting with kids? I mean, sixth grade is a very it's a pretty mm-hmm. pivotal. You know what I'm saying? Sixth through like tenth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Is like a very like interesting time for kids. Like yeah. I know I was like. I, I, no, I was I was crazy as a kid, you know what I'm saying? It. So like I'm I'm interested in like knowing like you know what I'm saying what 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 kind of interactions you're having with these kids oh, and yeah. like what it's just like what it's like. What That's it's the like. guy. Um, okay, so <laughs> the first year we did this, um, the kids didn't really know what to expect at yeah. all. It was a different thing. Yeah. Um, and they would get there and they would be like. My teacher ain't told me what we doing. I'm like, you know, we're going to be outside. They're like, we're going to be outside. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. let's, let's they just look. start complaining. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay, I know it's hot. But look, let's look at this. Chance, yeah. Like, you know, you know let's, let's try a little bit. That's real. That's They're real. like, man, I'm ready to go home. I'm like, I know. I hear you. But like, surreal. Let me let me talk to you. Yeah, let yeah. me. And th- this is when I think um, why well, I think it's important. And I'm thankful that I'm in a position to lead something like this because uh. For me to talk to the kids one on one, I can be like, you know, there's a, the, a way that I talk to them can be different than mm-hmm. the way that someone else talks yeah. to them. Um, because I can meet them where they are, mm-hmm. I can talk to them from my experiences and how they are similar or more similar to them when I was that age. So when I talk to them, like, come on, yo, like for real, relax. We got it. We're, <laughs> We're gonna do it together. Yeah, like, you yeah. see me doing this? Yeah. I'm hot too, but yeah. I'm trying to do it. They like, I want to be cute. I want to. Yeah. Like, I like to be cute too. <laughs> like, don't, don't get it twisted. I want to be cute. The time and a place. Exactly. The time and, the place. and so once I get a little, once I break that ice, yeah, with them, they're like. Oh yeah, like it's cool. Like yeah. this is really fun, yeah. and they they start to be. They are. They get excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can, for me, watching that switch, seeing them, um, be hesitant at first, maybe scared, maybe not interested, maybe um, like worried about what's gonna happen mm-hmm. because the water's dirty or whatever the case might be. Like seeing them be hesitant from the beginning and change to being like amazed and seeing fish and animals in front of them that they've collected on their own like that's amazing for me to to see them like in awe um and say you know look what i did you know like look what i touched look what i'm connected to um and then it's even more special because they're from baltimore so maybe when they come to the harbor next time they can be like look ma like when i was down here with my school this is what we did and so that's a way for them to start the conversation with their family. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that it's really kids can send any message that you need them to send. Like they're the ones who are going to be about change. You yeah. know, if they think something's cool, they're going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I find that when they leave the program, they go back home um, and they're talking to their families yeah. about it. So that's what I think is 
most exciting about working with the kids. Yeah. I remember we, uh, so the first year they didn't know what to expect. And so this year we kind of made these videos. It's they three really short videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and in those videos, in one, I like just gave an overview of the Chesapeake Bay and like its importance and like how oysters were there in the beginning, but they were overfished. Um, and like other economically important species that live in the bay and stuff like that. And then in the second one, I talk about, it's kind of a demo. Um, so I show the kids how to collect the water samples and how to measure like the, the temperature, salinity, all of those things. And then in the third, uh, it's like my expectation. So like, this is not a tour of the aquarium. This is, you're gonna be outside the whole day, so be ready for the weather. Mm-hmm. This is like, don't expect to go to Chipotle when you come here, <laughs> cause you're not, you better bring your lunch with you. Um, that's what I say basically yeah. in those videos. And it just lets me know how, <laughs> how it's so easy to get a kid to be like glued to you. Um, I, they watch those videos before they come. Yeah. And I, re- I remember when the kids got off the bus from one of the schools and I walked over to them, they were literally were like, oh my God. That's what I said. We see you on the video. He's like a little celebrity. It was crazy. <laughs> one girl was like, yes, queen. Yes, queen. I said, oh my gosh. You and they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yes, it is me. It is it's me. me. <laughs> settle down, everyone. Settle down. <laughs> please take a seat, please. Please, thank you for the applause, oh but gosh. please. <laughs> but, but honestly, like that I think was That's so real, yeah. It, it and it really helped me to see that just they put a face to the experience with me. Like I was that face for them. So if that if I gotta be used as a person to help them connect to the environment, like use me as that. Like yeah. that's what's gonna make them excited. That's if they real. wanna see whatever they need to see, like use me as that, if that's yeah. what's gonna get them ready to go and intrigued and wanting to learn. Because those kids came after we had put those videos out, mm-hmm. they came like, oh, we know what we're doing today. We're ready to do this. We know they knew all the information. So, I mean, it's just how you approach kids, I yeah, think, for sure. is for what sure. makes a big difference. You gotta um, speak their, I mean, even if you're not speaking their language, yeah. you gotta like, you got to get them interested in you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that like they're open to like what you have to say. Exactly. That's definitely real. Um, was Can you think of like if you think back to your childhood, uh-huh. can you think of like somebody that was that person for you? Hmm. Even if they were like on TV or if like a teacher or like a, you know what I'm saying, family member, whoever, like mm-hmm. anyone that you really looked up to like, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, oh, there she is. Hey, queen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, as a scientist, no, I don't remember, Mm -hmm. um, like looking up to a particular person who was in the field. Honestly, I, I would watch the, you know, the shows and things, but I don't remember. Yeah. Like you can't really attach a face to some of those like shows when we were kids. I mean, other than like Bill Nye. Right. Jeff Corrin was like Mm -hmm. a big, when I, I remember Jeff Corrin, Mm -hmm. um, and like Steve Irwin, like mm-hmm. people like that. Mm-hmm. Were uh, you into Steve Irwin? I did. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I definitely watched his stuff. Um, so no, no scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a professor I had. Her name was Doctor N B. Uh, <laughs> and she was so hard. Like yeah. it was the it was hard, hard, hard course. Um, it was like an advanced biology course, and. It took everything out of me um, to do that class, but it made me so much stronger and say like 
Simone, this is really hard. Mm-hmm. Even though you like it a lot, it's still hard. Even though it, uh, <laughs> it, you think that you care about this a lot, but you still are stressed about it, mm-hmm. you know? So not everything's going to be easy, even yeah. though you are passionate about it, you know, it's not all going to come so easily to you. And I needed to learn that earlier because now there are things that I try to do with like my programs or like routes that I try to go to bring new people in or like to get more exposure or whatever the case might be. And I get pushed back and I'm like, okay, Simone, it's not easy, mm-hmm. but you care so much about this. What are you going to do to make sure that you accomplish whatever yeah. it is? So for me back then it was passing her class, yeah. but now it's like, how do I get other people to be involved? How do Like I was telling you how I brought in the Morgan interns, which I think is so, so, so important for my middle school kids to see kids in college and kids in college who look like them, whether they are scientists or not, but they are working hard. They're going, they're working towards some goal. This is a learning experience for everybody. So um, like I got to, that was something that it took a lot of work for me to get that. And Mm -hmm. I'm really proud to say that I was able to bring on these students because no, I didn't have that. I didn't have yeah. that experience either when yeah. I was a kid um, or when I was in college to intern and like lead a group of kids and and do science at the same time. Like that's a really dynamic interaction and relationship. Um, and it's good if you want to get it started early. I didn't I wasn't doing that back then. So mm-hmm. I'm just happy that I'm able to do it now. That's interesting. No, what you said about like the um, the doing things that are the thing that you were saying about like something being hard, even though you're passionate about it. Yeah. Yo, that's, that resonates with me so much because (laughs) like, I feel like, I feel like people have um, this misconceived notion Mm -hmm. that like, when you're doing something that you really enjoy doing Mm -hmm. and you focus on the good things, people think that it's an easy thing to do and that there are no like tough or like, hard moments you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like i like you know what i'm saying because like people that like maybe follow me on instagram or snapchat or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. they like see what i'm doing and they're like oh like this is cool like and i'm like yeah it is cool like i i enjoy like i enjoy what i'm doing yeah but like this shit is super super <laughs> hard you know what i'm saying like <laughs> and even you. and even if the like actual like tactics of it isn't hard like just like living my life like mm-hmm. i have my own like difficulties that i have to navigate around in order to like create the mental like capacity to like make a video at yeah. night. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I like I go through like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying it like I do, like it's just me, but I'm just saying like mm-hmm. in my life, like I have things that like, that bother me that I have to like push to the side to like right. get a job done or right. like, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, and then even things like within this profession that like I have to like, you know what I'm saying? do uh something that something may come up that I wasn't expecting. And it's like, okay, well, in order to do that thing that I was looking towards, I got to like, get through this block, you know what I'm saying? And like a lot of people feel, a lot of people kind of like approach me in a way where it's like, they don't realize that like there's trials and tribulations Mm -hmm. with like the shit that I'm doing, even though I make it look fun, you know what I'm saying? And and I think think the only reason that I can make it look fun is because I do enjoy the thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's really funny because like, I don't know, I just see that a lot in people and I, I see, and I hear a lot in people when they're like, they want to do this, that, and the third. And then mm-hmm. once they hit that first roadblock, they're like, you know what I'm saying? They're just mm-hmm. like done. And I'm just like, wait, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but like, no, but cause like, honestly, like 
any even if even if this isn't your thing you know what i'm saying because like you know like you know when i was in hampton i was studying biology like i was gonna do a whole nother thing yeah and then like something like really i I just had an epiphany because i mean what's crazy is that like i had multiple epiphanies but at one time i was like okay like let me just really follow Uh what i want to do you Uh know what i'm saying but like even when i was doing those things like i had my 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 roadblocks you know Mm -hmm, what i'm saying mm -hmm. and those were harder to get through than these ones only because I didn't really like what I was doing yeah. back then. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, not that they're, not that they were any harder or like easier. It's just that it was like I could go to sleep with a problem and still wake up the next day. Now I'm talking about now. Like, uh-huh. I can go to sleep with a problem and still wake up looking forward to yeah. like figuring out how to tackle that yeah. as opposed to like <laughs> la- like in school I could wake up with a problem I can go to sleep with a problem and wake up and be like I want to yeah. go back to sleep <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, yeah. like I want to go back to sleep or did this problem solve itself overnight yeah. like you know what I'm saying like it's it's a different thing but it's not to say that like there aren't still difficult times you know right. what I'm saying yeah. and it's crazy that like your teacher helped bring that out of you. Mm-hmm. Like how like how would you say she showed you that? Like or is it something you just kind of realized looking back? I think I realize it now looking yeah, back. Yeah. Back then I didn't get it. Yeah, I you're just like, like, come on, stop being hard. I really like yeah. an A and yeah. you're not giving me an A. Uh, and I'm stressed. <laughs> I don't you know, I like good grades. I know, I know you like good like, grades. What's happening? I, know you like good I can't grades. do this. You gotta do that yourself. Um <laughs> We need to come to an agreement. Something. Like, Life is hard. No, that's no. not good enough. No. Uh-uh. Um That's funny as hell. Yeah. I think I just realize it now, yeah. you know, that that helped prepare yeah. me. Um I don't know, man. Yeah, and that's real. That's real to me. That's real. I do. I want to ask this question. It's an interesting question. Okay. Um, I I listen to uh, Tim Ferriss a lot, and he he asks his guests some of these this oh, question gosh. sometimes. So I want to see how you'll answer it. Okay. Um, if you had like a billboard mm. that you can put anything on, mm. kind of like a message that you want to get out to as many people as possible. Yeah. Using your words, <laughs> what would you put on your billboard? Okay, that's a. Can it be a paragraph? It could be whatever you want. <laughs> a paragraph. I mean, anybody gonna, read no paragraph? Nobody gonna read no paragraph driving down the interstate. Exactly. <laughs> so no, Simone, it cannot be a paragraph. It's gotta okay. be like a sentence. At right. Most. Um, it would be. Mm, 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 next. Take your question. time. Take your time. You got so much you want to say. <laughs> I do because you know I want something that's going to focus on that, like the environment belongs to each of us, mm-hmm. and we belong to it as well. Mm-hmm. Like I need people to understand that relationship, yeah. but also it's really important that uh, it's understood that. It's kind of like the purpose behind environmental justice, that decisions can't be made um, for the environment uh, or they can't be made for the environment that leave out groups of people. Um, I think that is what I think is most important, because if you are making um, decisions for the environment that that focus on everyone as a whole, Mm -hmm. then people are in turn going to already be more educated and realize yeah. that they are a part of the environment yeah. and that and that and that uh 
like the environment is in them too. Yeah, yeah. So I think it starts with I think like to get to my goal is for, which is for everyone to like be more um, to be stewards of the environment and to be more conscious of their decisions and and uh, even if they're not scientists or whatever, but for people to be stewards and yeah. all, I think that before that in these communities, in our states, in our cities, there needs to be um, like regulations in place that protect the environment, but equally protect every person that is in contact with that environment. Yeah. You know, it's um, interesting. Um, yeah. One of my, uh, my sister's uh, husband, actually, my brother-in-law, Tim, we were talking about, um, we were talking something along the lines of like the environment and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think we were talking about like how like these storms have gotten like way more drastic and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he was saying how he made like this interesting and the way he said it was just so interesting. He was like, the if you think about the earth as like a living yeah. organism, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's pretty much just like. Like all these extreme things are in response to like it, it doesn't feel like safe. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It feels like it's being threatened. So now it's like on defense instead of you know what I'm saying? Yeah, or like on you. offense or maybe on defense on instead defense, of yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I was like, that's a really interesting take. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like how like what do you think about that? No, I hear that. Um because what is happening is that the actions that people are taking as a whole, the the world, the world, the yeah. world. This is not like about. This yeah. is about the world. Yeah. The actions that are happening across the world. Um, those things basically are what cause um the climate to change the way it has. Mm-hmm. That's what has caused like the climate to warm overall. Mm-hmm. Um, like the greenhouse gases and all that stuff, and. That is why the earth is reacting the way it is. That's why the storms are more intense. Yeah. That's a. Uh, that's why they come more often. That's why. That's why all of those things have happened. Um, I think the earth is a. Uh, it is to me. It's like a living thing. Um, it reacts based on what what it feels. Yeah. You know. So it's going to give you something that they that it has developed. Mm-hmm. Um, in response to whatever it's been re- receiving, right? Yeah. Um. It's dynamic because the earth is pretty resilient, mm-hmm. like can bounce back and yeah. it changes. It naturally changes yeah. anyway. Like yeah. these things happen all the time. Um, it's just unfortunate because we humans just increase the like rate the at rate which at things which happen. You, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's that's like, what it is. It's like cars are putting out emissions. We're making more cars. Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? But exactly. like drastically more, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. Like, yeah. Like it's like. Yeah, it's like we just multiply on multiply on multiply. Like we're pretty like we're doing it exponentially. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like and even when we point out these things that are bad, it's like the rate at which the people that um cuz like you have like a lot of like what's crazy is that like a lot of like um organizations like celebrities like famous people i only say them just because of the amount of attention that they have a lot of these people are doing things to like try to you know what i'm saying like pharrell like has that clothing Mm -hmm. line that uses like reusable stuff and like jaden smith has that Uh but stuff like that is like happening all the time Mm -hmm. yet like (laughs) it's still not like you know what i'm saying like because that just but that just shows you like how like much of the people are just used to doing like the bad shit you know what i'm saying it's like 
like it, it's gonna take just more. I don't know. It's just because like even as like these things, these good things are happening, like the bad things are still increasing exponentially. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like it's crazy. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. Uh, and is it that we is the answer that we get like more people to to promote the environment or to know. promote stewardship, or is it that we get like people to take on like bigger feats in the environment, mm-hmm. like you know, um, or is it that we let them do like everyday small choices that they can change? You yeah. know, like, what like what route do you go yeah. to change the environment? I don't know. I don't know the answer yeah. because it is it's it's that big of an issue. It's that big of a thing um, that I think there is not one answer. Honestly, I think that it's gonna have to come at every level. It's gonna have to come from. Like people changing their everyday choices, yeah. and then it's gonna have to come from like the federal government doing different regulations, and it's also gonna have to come from um, folks who are like fishermen who are fishing for species that maybe um, need protection, but they ignore the protection because yeah. like maybe they think it's fun. Like maybe I need to change what I do. Maybe they don't know that that animal is is in danger you know maybe mm-hmm. they don't think that it's threatened at all because maybe they do think like oh it's this super animal yeah. it can handle everything yeah. like is it about education i think a lot of things can uh i think education can help with a lot of it yeah, um, like real. just like this conversation like you said you were learning stuff you didn't know mm-hmm. um and maybe that'll help you like maybe think about some things that you might change in your actions but i don't know if there's one way to go about it if i I think there's definitely not one. <laughs> I think it has to be a, a, a combination of things because yeah. like everyone learns and takes things in differently. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? The Jaden Smith thing might appeal to like kids and like right. but like adults aren't gonna be like they'll be like, who the fuck is Jaden exactly. Smith? You know what I'm saying? But that just is what it is. Like so I think it definitely is it I mean, I don't know. To me, I'm I know that I'm trying and going to continue trying Mm -hmm. to like do my part you know what i mean yeah and i try to just like and this is how i do it with like everything that i really believe in i try to like tell my friends and stuff like that the things that i believe in like you know what i'm saying like on on any level and then the the decision is up to them to like be like okay i'm gonna do this too or i'm not you know what i'm saying i don't ever try to force anyone to do anything right because i feel like that's just how you (laughs) get your feelings hurt exactly but like yeah, That's so true. like I'm just gonna, you know what I'm saying, continue to try to educate people the best way I know how, but still being educated um every day. Yeah. Um I'm interested, do you uh do you do any reading at all? Yes. Do you read books? I do. Yeah. What's yes. what's like a a good book that you've read recently? Hmm. Uh there's this book called Um Black Faces, White Spaces. Yeah. <laughs> And it's so real, man. It's about uh, why, um, about why black people aren't as involved in nature. It like looks at different studies. One study is about like the national parks and how they looked. They looked at the visitors that come each year to Mm -hmm. a lot of the parks and how the percentages are so low um, as for people of color to visit those parks as compared to like white folks and why that is. And they brought up a lot of interesting things. Like maybe it's because, um, (laughs) because we feel that uh, like nature or forest um, that takes us back to a place in slavery where we had to like 
run through force for to escape. True. And that's something that I never thought about. Yeah. I never thought about that. Um, but it is a thought. Like, mm-hmm. what if subconsciously that is something that we think that we that stops us from wanting to enter those green spaces? Yeah. Or and also, um, like about black people not being able to swim. Like that's something that is brought up all the time. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. And it's not always true, but I know people who get, my mom can't swim. She's really scared of water. I can't swim. Yeah. I'm terrified of water. I think, but I think it's it's because I can't swim. Yeah. Well, you know yeah. Like, <laughs> no, straight up. Because like, I almost drowned one time as a, mm-hmm. as a kid. And like, ever since then I've been, I mean, I, I'll, I go to the beach and I'll like go in the water. Yeah. And I'm not like scared of water, but like driving over bridges, I always get like nervous. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I, I get nervous, like over like large bodies of water. Right. No, I hear you. And, uh. Some, I'm not really scared of water, I don't think. Uh, but the fear of me not feeling like really confident in my mm-hmm, swimming mm-hmm. does get to me sometimes. Yeah. Um, so the book talks about like those things and like what could be the source of some of those feelings that we might have. But it also talks that like, hey y'all, we have always been connected to the environment. Like we were the original like farmers here they try to make it when they think when you think of like farmers in america people don't think about black people but yeah, they were but they, yeah, they, yeah. yeah and, and they are too yeah. still yeah um there are people who have urban farms in dc and baltimore and cities there are people running urban farms to make sure that their communities can get food because they might not have access to food they mm-hmm. a lot of which is back to social justice and environmental justice us living in food deserts yeah you know, like that's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And it connects to the environment. It does. Like, what can you do to grow your own food? You don't, how can you make sure that, you know, your food is healthy and not have to depend on anybody else because they're not making sure that you yeah. have a grocery store to go to, you yeah, know? Right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, that stuff is so deep. Um, yeah. So that's one of the books. That book is it's Black a, Faces, White Spaces. Yeah. That's, that's a good it's a name, nice, too. Yeah, it's a nice <laughs> that's a uh, good name. It's a heavy read um, in that it's deep, you mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. you might want to take a break, but mm-hmm. that's something that I'm uh, still getting through. And it's so fascinating to think about all of those complexities and how they play a part in the way that Are we see Are you familiar now. with the, um, like, Broccoli City? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So do you like pay attention to like what they have going on? Like how they like they, they have like uh initiatives where like people they teach like kids how to like grow food and mm-hmm. like stuff like do you pay attention to any of that stuff? So I have never <clears throat> even attended Broccoli City to be honest. Like the festival? Yeah, to the oh, festival. Word, word. I've never attended it. And like for me, um, I think because I'm in Baltimore, sometimes I'm a little bit out of touch with things <laughs> that are like true. based in DC, true, you know. True. Um, just because like I'm not here all the time yeah. to be doing yeah, some yeah, of the like advocacy it. work that they're doing. But I do read up on the, their initiatives and um, and see how they might be connecting. And I think that that's a good, for me, that's what I turn to when I know people who are in DC that need help and mm-hmm, they want to mm-hmm. figure out like what are some organizations that they can turn to. Those are the kinds yeah, of people that yeah, I would like to direct them yeah. to. Um, yeah, I feel oh, like yeah. they're super lit because they they're <clears throat> like I mean I, I attended the first broccoli mm-hmm. city like years ago mm-hmm. and um, I remember being out there and thinking like this is this is interesting you know what I'm saying like it was like because I had never ever like it was on some like you know how like. I'm just being like funny here, but you know yeah. how like sometimes like black people make fun of like white people for being like too healthy, yes. or, like vegan, yes. or, like you know what I'm saying, soul cycle. Like we yeah. have all these little like jokes, but like yep. but like those like 
it's funny like how you make fun of someone for being healthy. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, like the things that we make fun of people for doing in America is so backwards. It's it like, is. but like it, it, what I remember being at the first Brackley City, they were having. Like and this was a, a festival centered around music. Yeah. Yet like the vendors you see are like vegan meal vendors yeah. and like people that are like doing like people literally exercising. Like literally like hey. in like yoga pants and like halter tops, <laughs> like doing like exercise classes. And I'm I, I mean, I remember looking around thinking this is kinda weird, but it's like and not not in like a making fun of it weird, it's just right. like a, this is like I've never been to a festival Different. like this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then fast forward to like, I mean, as soon as like last year, they're having like they have like a week long event yeah, now. I so saw. it's like they got a 5K run, they got like, you know what I'm saying, all kinds of like panel discussions. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, like this is super lit for like urban for the urban community. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy because you never you don't really see festivals centered around like mm-hmm. being healthy but being but targeted towards like black folks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. And it's all that's it gets back to like access, yeah. right? And making sure that that people in, in our communities have the ability to go to something like that, right? Um, and that they're able to it's still cool. So yeah, like Yeah, yeah. Things have to yes, be cool for people to cool. even listen at first. You know what I'm saying? Like it has it to be cool before like someone will even open their ear to it. It does. <clears throat> um and that's okay, right? That's good, but that's that's why I think it's good to have a like your allies, people who can be, I guess, who can uh, be in the community, be in the streets, so to speak. Right? And, no, really. And, in the streets, but they listen that's to real. you. No, but, that's I'm, real. but I'm still talking about yeah. recycling and this. That's and that, real. You know? That's real. Like, that's that's what we gotta have. To me, it's like they kind of changed the narrative around mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? They didn't make it uncool. They made it like cool to like be consciously right. and what's crazy is like I had the opportunity to like sit down with the organizers and yeah. the creators of the joint and like that's what they were saying they were like because um I know one of the one of the dudes I think Brandon is his name mm-hmm. he was saying like he is from I think Oakland or some part of mm-hmm. California where it was like it was like complete food deserts like there was yeah. nothing but like McDonald's like in the whole city there was mm-hmm. no kind of like healthy food options and yeah he was just saying like when he moved here he was like yo like I want to like kind of I mean, him and his team, right. they were like, you know what I'm saying? They want to just kind of change the narrative about like what's cool. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. And honestly, honestly, I've never like really since like maybe fucking sophomore year mm-hmm. of college, mm-hmm. I've been so against like McDonald's and yeah. like shit like that because it's like not only is the food bad. You remember when <laughs> Phil used to work yes. at McDonald's? Yes. Man? Like <laughs> Phil used to come home and well, tell us the young, like he used to come home with food, but he used to come home and tell us the craziest shit about like the food yeah. and I'm just like dog like and then he still would eat, eat that you know what I'm saying I'd be like Phil don't eat like, that shit <laughs> like, don't tell me like you know what I'm saying he, he would be like yeah man this shit got like yoga mat right. uh, material in yeah. it he'd be like you want a piece I'd be like nigga like <laughs> you know what I'm saying but like but I mean but at the same time it, 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 go, it boils down to accessibility exactly. you know what I'm saying because Something the only the only time I find myself like going to fast foods is like when it's super late. Yep. I'm like drunk and I'm like hungry. I need I need food now. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If there was a Whole Foods open at two a.m., right. I'd be there. <laughs> but like you know what I'm saying? There isn't nothing like that. So like yeah. I think um, it's just like it's interesting how. Oh wait, so yeah, I was saying about how like I don't fuck with the a, ma- a major reason outside of the poor food that I don't fuck with McDonald's is because like their ads are targeted to black people. Oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like. 
all of their shit is targeted to like the urban community, mm-hmm. dog. Whether they're like commercials that like are idiots rapping or yes. like you know what I'm oh, saying, I stupid like dog. Like they're always saying like some trendy like stupid words. Like, yep. I'm just like dog. Like this shit is like for black people. Yep. Like, but you know the food is trash. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like you know it's not actually food. That's why you're not targeting white yes. people in your ads. Like. And that's that's one of my biggest gripes with them. You know what I'm saying? Like because they're not the only fast food place no. that's not serving good food. Like you right. know what I'm saying? Taco Bell does that. Yeah. Like I mean, every, yeah. pretty much every fast food chain is like not a one a one food that you want to be eating all the time. Right. But like I feel like McDonald's makes it a point to mm-hmm. target a Us. certain demographic. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That shit that shit annoys me. Mac, <laughs> that shit annoys me. Mac, that ties that ties right into this yeah. thing I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, like it does. Like you and see you. Probably wouldn't have made that connection that those things are about like environmental justice too. Yeah. yeah. But it is. Yeah. Like that's something that that's what I think is so amazing about this is that it's so complex and like covers so many things that like you can literally bring up one topic and somehow it can connect back to it. You know, yeah. it's like everybody already has their hands on it in some way. Yeah. Uh man. I feel like it's I feel like this is um like a lifelong thing like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like is this something that you see yourself like doing forever i yes. mean i feel like i feel like I, I, I feel like i knew the answer before i asked yes. because like you've been doing it ever since i know you you've been like yo you know what's funny i didn't even say this i i tell me if you remember this there okay. was a time we were riding in the car uh-huh. in hampton uh-huh. and um, like I had like some trash on me mm-hmm. and I like rolled down the window ah! the trash, without even thinking like I literally just like uh-huh. did it like without even thinking and then you like gave me this like yo like you gave me this look honestly like you gave me this look of like just like pure sadness you know what I'm saying you were just like you, you were just like you were just like you couldn't believe like what you saw like you know what I'm saying like I just like punched my mother in the face or something you really gave me this crazy look right and I was like and I was just like looking at you and you're like why did you do that and I was like I just it was trash I wanted to get rid of it and like honestly like honestly that still like sticks to there's wow. one of those things that's like like one of those you sometimes you have memories in your head mm-hmm. that you don't know why they're still there but like that's one of those memories that's like still there in my head oh my and like gosh. and like you can look at my car now there's trash in there because I don't I don't throw trash out the window now like you know what I'm saying like straight up and, and if I'm going to like if I'm about to I literally like that's something that I think about Whoa. like it's really crazy but um, you know something what? that's that's do you that's remember funny. that do you remember yes, what I'm talking about I remember about? that <laughs> and I'm not surprised at all because it's really funny that you said that uh one day I was walking up the street in Baltimore and this guy, like I'm walking to the corner mm-hmm. and this guy has something in his hand, right? And he's about to throw it on the ground. Like I literally <laughs> see him like about to throw it on the ground and I look at him yeah, yeah. and he moves his hand black closest to him. Like yeah, and yeah, doesn't yeah, drop yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And when I get closer, he's like, yeah, I was about to put this on the ground, but I saw your face and I was like, yeah. nah, I'm going to wait till I get to the trash. Don't know this man at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. But like... <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that's like each one teach one type shit. Straight up. That's like that's what you said. Uh, you like, know, like something that, yeah. but something that small, like I made a face, which is probably bad. My face yeah. is like, what the fuck? Like, what are <laughs> Nigga, you doing? Nigga, you better not throw you better that not shit, throw on shit on the ground. <laughs> but like something like that, you know, it's okay um, for, it's okay to speak up about what you think matters, you know, that's even real. to people who you think might not. Accept might not it accept or, it. Yeah. People don't even know. You yeah. know, it's okay to speak up about that. Yeah. Um, I think that when we just mentioned, you know, like stuff having to be cool. Um, one of my interns, I think I told them like, don't get a plastic bag. Mm-hmm. And one said, 
like what do I look like telling somebody like I don't want to bag? Like mm-hmm. what do I what do I look like mm-hmm. saying that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why are you worried about what you mm-hmm. look like? Yeah. Like why is that a thing? Mm-hmm. But it is a thing. Yeah, you it know? is a like, thing. It matters. It is a thing, and it matters um, to a lot of people. It does. Yeah. Um, so we have to work on like people being confident and making their choices. Yeah. Um, and if you feel that something is important, uh being comfortable to say like this is a this is something that matters to me and it's a line like I won't cross and mm-hmm. I would appreciate it if you're in my space at yeah. least. I think yeah, that's yeah. the rule I try yeah, to do. Yeah. Like if you're in my space, please don't do this. Yeah. And hopefully over time, because you are not doing it around me, mm-hmm. you in turn don't do it when you're not around yeah, me. Yeah. You know? It's that's like real. I don't push it on you like you were saying, like I don't push it on people too much because you're right. People just that just blows up in your face. Yeah. But I think there are ways to like delicately get things to change over time. Um, I try to like trick people into yeah. doing it. It's, it's interesting how you said um, to be confident enough in yourself to like know where your boundaries yeah. are. You know what I'm saying? Did you, do you always feel like, do you feel like you've always been that way or like something mm-hmm. that you've kind of developed over time? Or um, I think that I always knew what I wouldn't do mm-hmm. um, or like things that I like, were against, was against. Mm-hmm. I was always confident enough to tell someone else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, why I think they shouldn't do it. Um, especially because I got to do like attitudes. Like, no, That's real. Uh, yeah. You know, and like, do I really want to deal with that yeah, when I'm real. telling you this? Like, yeah. is it really worth that much? Um, but now I'm like, it is worth that much to mm-hmm. me. I think yeah. it is. Um, I think it mattered. This matters that much that I'm willing to get into a little argument yeah. if I have to, you know, um, <laughs> That's real. That's real. or whatever the case might be. And, and in the end, someone's going to remember what I said, even if they don't agree with yeah, it, even if they still want to do what they want to do, they're going to remember that it was brought up, yeah. you know? So, that's enough for me, at least. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this Joan up. I really okay. appreciate you coming through. This has been like super informative, <laughs> but also super lit catching up and everything <laughs> like that. Um, definitely want to give you a chance, though, to leave your, like, your parting words, like okay. anything that you feel like you want to leave the audience with. Um, and it could be about anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and do that. So I just want... First of all, Matt, thank you so much for asking me to do this. Um, I didn't expect it at mm-hmm. all. Um, and I didn't know what to expect. Like, <laughs> That's real. She was like, happen. are you going to give me a script? I was like, nah. <laughs> just, so just come through. <laughs> like, nah, just come through. Oh, my gosh. Um, and I'm so happy to see you. Like, this is just me. Like, I'm so happy yeah. to see you, like, enjoying something. I remember when we were in school and I remember that like school wasn't always your favorite. (laughs) It wasn't always your favorite. And I'm just so, so happy that you are happy and that you're enjoying the things that you're doing. And that that makes me really that makes me feel good. You know I appreciate that. It's lit. Um man, friendships. (laughs) Right? Real friends. (laughs) Um but I would just like to say that I I hope that if you have heard like any bit of what I've said, mm-hmm. that it at least um, gets you to think about how you might be able to to make some sort of a change to protect this world that we have. Like we have to protect this world. Nobody else is. That's and real. and things are going extinct. Like that white the northern I wanted to say this, the northern white wino, um, the last male passed away. There are no more males mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at all. Like they're gone. So now they can't. So how are they gonna exactly? They're thinking about like doing in vitro <clears throat> and things like that. Um, 
But it's just really sad that we got to this point yeah. and it's humans. It's because of us. So I just really hope that people are thinking about like, what can you do to make sure that your kids will be able to see this animal or they may be able to enjoy this earth the mm-hmm. way that we mm-hmm. have, you know? Um, so that's, that's all I would like to, <laughs> I just want, I just want the right. earth to be here. Yeah, right. No, be that's here. so real. That's <laughs> like, so real. I Cause know. I, yeah, like, no, I, 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 I feel you a hundred percent. Cause I even said, I don't even know if I said this on the air before when we were talking, mm-hmm. but, um, like, I just noticed like what like the shift and the change that's happening like with yeah. the weather with like just like like you said like animals just becoming extinct like left and right these yeah. days and just like I mean like I said like I've noticed the shift and I'm not even like actively paying attention to it right. so it's right. like you know what I'm saying it's definitely alarming and even you know what I'm saying like in um <clears throat> Some of the some of the areas that are like surrounded by water, like I heard um, places in Ocean City were mm-hmm. like above or, or below sea or level below now. Sea you know level. what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's like just crazy because like what's gonna happen to Ocean City in like Hampton five, ten years? That's just crazy to me. Like that's why they have like those crazy floods when it yes, rains and like exactly stupid why. shit like that. That's and really you know, wild. We wouldn't even. Have could, yes, that's exactly why we had those floods when we were in yeah, school. Yeah, we had some bad floods when we were in school. That's and exactly like why. to me, and what's crazy is like I didn't even realize like how bad they were until I started seeing how bad they are now and yep. being like, damn, like it's getting it's just getting worse. worse. And it was bad back then. I you know, know what I'm saying? That's just crazy to me. So um, Oh man. Honestly, I wanna say to you, um, everything you said was so nice about me. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I'm sitting here blushing. But like honestly, I feel the same way about you. Like I like the reason I reached out to you is because I saw I see you like on Twitter doing mm-hmm. your thing, and um and what's funny is that like you've always been this way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I like when I see people who are like they know they know who they are, they know what they like, and they just continue to like level up in that field. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So like you continue doing that, and again, I'm glad you came through. Um, I'm, I'm sure you'll come through again, like later down the line. Once, uh, <laughs> once, uh, you know what I'm saying? We get even worse climbing <laughs> conditions. You know what I'm saying? We got once it's like a state of emergency right, type exactly. shit. But um, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming through, yo. Thanks, Meg. I appreciate you for listening to this episode of this a podcast. Uh, definitely continue to check out everything we got on It's Nation TV. Like I said, we just dropped a new show called Saba Saga. Definitely still got the. Uh, Sporty Life TV on there popping. Uh, my homegirls got their podcast with the live from the back seat. Man, continue to support. I really do appreciate all that. We all do. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, let's just keep it going. It's fucking nation.